Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Friday, July 29th. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this is The Daily Dive. The U.S. economy shrunk for a second quarter, putting us on a path closer to a recession. Most of the dip was driven by slower consumer spending and drops in business and residential investment. Reed Pickert, economy reporter at Bloomberg News, joins us for how we still need official news from the National Bureau of Economic Research to determine if the recession is here. Next, as interest rates are rising, companies are calling workers back to the office, and home prices expected to fall, Zoom towns that drew in remote workers during the pandemic are showing signs that the housing market is cooling fast. Boise, Idaho in particular, is emblematic of this with its housing market currently overvalued by 69%. Nicole Friedman, U.S. housing reporter at The Wall Street Journal, joins us for what to know as more houses are sitting on the market longer. Finally, the new battleground for fast food restaurants is chicken nuggets. KFC will be testing new nuggets that could replace their popcorn chicken, and Boston Market has rolled out their first nugget offering that are roasted, not fried. The industry is looking to boost profits by targeting younger Gen Z customers who love their chicky nuggies. Jennifer Kingston, chief correspondent at Axios, joins us for the Nugget Wars. It's news without the noise. Let's dive in. I do not think the U.S. is currently in a recession. Um, and the reason is there are just too many areas of the economy that are that are performing, uh, you know, too well. Joining us now is Reed Pickert, economy reporter at Bloomberg News. Thanks for joining us, Reed. Thanks for having me. Well, let's talk about the economy. It seems to be losing some momentum right now. Uh, the economy shrank for the second straight quarter. It meets one rule of thumb for a recession. This is what people have been worried about. So uh, what we saw in the first quarter, we saw a 1.6% drop in GDP. The second quarter right now, we saw a 0.9% drop. So obviously a lot of concerns about going into a recession. We saw weaker consumer spending, declines in business and residential investments. So doesn't look too rosy right now. So Reed, tell us what we're seeing with this and, and are we officially in a recession? Everybody says no. There's a group that determines specifically if we are, but all signs are pointing towards yes. I think that's a really good summary of what we saw today. So thinking about the first quarter GDP that we saw, that negative number, that negative 1.6, a lot of the reasons for that negative number was due to a surge in imports. And because of the way that GDP is calculated, that surge in imports ultimately weighed on the figure. But if you dove beneath the surface, 
measures of underlying demand still looked okay. It doesn't really look like that in today's report. So today's report, even though negative 0.9 seems better in some ways than negative 1.6, it's certainly not the case. So what we saw was you saw consumer spending step back below the surface there. Something that was interesting was that Spending in the service sector actually increased. The step back in consumers was entirely due to a decline in goods spending. And then you saw kind of how the Federal Reserve and raising interest rates and a slowdown in the economy, you saw that all play out in today's numbers. So you saw business investment take a step back. You saw residential investment, which is just kind of a fancy way of saying the housing market. You saw that contract, um, which we were all expecting, given that you'd seen sales pull back as mortgage rates have risen. And altogether, you do see this economy that's losing momentum. But in terms of whether we're in a recession right now, it is important to remember that the group that makes that decision is the National Bureau of Economic Research's Dating Committee, which is a group of academics that make this official call. And they look at a lot of things. And one of the main things that they look at is the labor market. And right now, the labor market still looks quite solid. And when Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell was asked explicitly yesterday in a press conference on whether the U.S. was in a recession, he said no. And the main thing that he pointed to was the strength of the labor market right now. What we've heard about the National Bureau of Economic Research, that they kind of take a few months to decide if we actually hit the recession or not. I know it's, you know, uh, we could be in it now, but it'll take them months to actually declare one. So there's still going to be time before we get that official declaration. And you did mention that the, the job market, right? It is fairly strong still, but we are seeing signs of slowing there. We're seeing some companies announcing layoffs. We're seeing some companies announce slowing of hiring. Uh, so that's still something to consider there. Anecdotally, we've heard specifically from a lot of tech firms um, and those in the tech-related space, as well as businesses that are real estate-related, um, is where we've mainly been hearing word about layoffs and hiring slowdowns. And you've seen initial jobless claims, which is basically just applications for unemployment benefits. You've seen those tick up in recent months. And so there's definitely some signs of softening in the labor market. Um, but I think it is important to differentiate between a labor market that is was red hot and may be cooling somewhat, but is still strong and some collapse in the labor market. I mean, we're still in an environment where the unemployment rate is near a five decade low. We're seeing really healthy job creation. And until we really see those anecdotal layoffs start moving more broadly and out of just the tech and real estate world and moving into different sectors, until we see that, then there won't be a ton of concern quite yet in terms of the health of the labor market. A lot of what we hear a lot of times when we're talking about the inflation and, and uh, recessions and all that is the behavior of consumers. And we're already being told, you know, we might be in the recession. We're already being told all this stuff. Uh, how big a part is consumer spending, the behavior of consumers? How big a part of that does that play into actually full-throatedly going into the recession? So consumers are the driver of the U.S. economy. So when the consumer stumbles, the economy inevitably stumbles. So in terms of thinking about how a market slowdown in the pace of consumers spending impacts the economy, it's, it's, it's a big part. And tomorrow we'll get data on inflation-adjusted June spending, which will be really interesting to see because we saw 
spending in May on an inflation-adjusted basis decline, and economists are largely expecting spending in June when adjusted for inflation to be flat. And that is you know, a picture of consumers that are taking a step back. But when people are looking around, I guess, you know, when you think about how inflation is impacting people, we often talk about the, the broader national measure. But for a lot of folks, the way that people are seeing inflation is they're seeing high gas prices, they're seeing their grocery bill that's higher than they're ever used to seeing, and they're seeing these enormous rent increases that they're not used to. And so, It'll take some time for a lot of those things to play out. We've seen gas prices start to roll over, and that's certainly encouraging. But there's a lot going on in terms of how fast a lot of these price pressures can actually abate. And so most economists expect inflation, even if it starts to moderate some, the high inflation to be with us for a little bit. Reed Pickert, economy reporter at Bloomberg News. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. We are seeing homes sitting on the market for longer, sellers cutting their prices. And that's true of a lot of markets around the country. That activity has really slowed down. And Boise does seem to be one of the exemplars of this trend. Joining us now is Nicole Friedman, U.S. housing reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thanks for joining us, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Well, let's talk about Boise, Idaho and the housing market that's going on there. It was booming in the early part of the pandemic. And now, as we're seeing in a lot of other markets, too, it's starting to cool down really fast. But Boise was one of these places where so many people were really attracted to going there. You know, the prices were a little bit lower, you know, the affordability, the pandemic restrictions, they had a lot less than other places. And this kind of boom in remote work, these towns that had all this influx, they call them Zoom towns, really. And it was one of the, 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 uh, at the top of the list of a lot of places. But now that everything's cooling down, mortgage rates are really high, everything's kind of been turned on its head. It's kind of the opposite of what we were seeing during the pandemic. So, Nicole, tell us what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. So Boise, as you say, was kind of the poster child in some ways for the pandemic-driven housing boom. A lot of people, they could work remotely and chose to leave particularly more expensive West Coast cities and move to Idaho, take advantage of the cheaper cost of living, the ability to work remotely, the more outdoorsy lifestyle. And for many people, they were also seeking fewer pandemic restrictions, maybe less mask mandates or vaccine requirements. And now we really are seeing the reverse of that, that a lot of the people who were driven to move by the pandemic have moved. And so that inward migration has really slowed down. And we're seeing some reversal as well. People are being called back to the office or maybe they miss their family and friends wherever they came from. Some people I'm hearing anecdotally who moved to Idaho or Boise in the past few years are moving back. And then at the same time, prices in Boise have surged so much that housing has gotten a lot less affordable and it's really gotten out of reach for local buyers who are earning local incomes, particularly as prices have surged and mortgage rates are now higher. A lot of local buyers have just been priced out of the market. And so the housing market in Boise has slowed really abruptly. We're seeing homes sitting on the market for longer, sellers cutting their prices. And that's true of a lot of markets around the country. That activity has really slowed down and Boise does seem to be 
one of the exemplars of this trend. Yeah, and a lot of places where we're seeing price cuts and you know houses just sitting on the market a long time. So we got Boise, Denver, Salt Lake City, Tacoma, Washington. So it's happening in other parts of the country as well. And dovetailing off of what you were saying uh, right now too, uh, these towns also had those growing pains also. So there was an influx of people, meaning more traffic congestion, you know, harder to go out to a restaurant, things like that. And the locals that were being priced out of those markets and all that, they're also not liking that part of it. Now there's too many people in these areas. Absolutely. I've definitely talked to people who say, you know, I moved to Boise for that slower pace of life, for that small town feel, and it no longer feels that way. It has some of the big city problems that maybe I moved here to escape. And Boise definitely still is a small city. You know, the metro area is less than a million people, but it definitely feels bigger and more congested, more crowded than it did just a few years ago. And a lot of locals say they think it's only going to continue to grow that maybe in the next few decades it will look more like a Salt Lake City, more like a Denver or Portland, Oregon. What are home builders doing right now? Because the demand was so high and throughout the whole story of the pandemic and, and the housing market, it was always this thing of high demand, very low supply. So I know a lot of home builders are trying to build big luxury homes. I know they've tried to scale that back now and go to some smaller designs. But what are they doing now that the, the market is cooling down? So in the past few years, home builders have tried really hard to ramp up activity to meet demand to build many more houses. And it's been difficult for them to do so because of supply chain issues and material costs got really expensive. There's limited labor, especially in a smaller market like the Boise area. There just are so many, only so many tradespeople to hire. And so it's been hard for home builders to ramp up and meet the demand that they have started construction in a lot more homes in recent years, and now they're pulling back because they're seeing the demand fall, traffic is slowing down, the wait lists that they maybe had last year of interested buyers have dried up because some of those buyers can no longer qualify for a loan at the current interest rates. And so home builders say they expect to you know, start fewer homes in the coming year, and they will probably scale down to maybe smaller homes, more affordable homes to try to get back to those local buyers at local income and what they can afford as opposed to catering to the out-of-state buyers who might have higher budgets. You mentioned it already that a lot of this in-migration to Boise specifically was because of this whole shift to remote work and people looking for bigger places and they had that opportunity to still keep their jobs and, and do that remote work. Well, a lot of these companies now are really starting to call people back into the office. So in some cases, you know, that's why they call, we're calling them Zoom towns, right? But in a lot of cases now, these people that are having to go back to work are, you know, having a little bit of buyer's remorse. They're having to sell those houses back. And now they're in a completely different market, even just trying to recoup some of that money. That's true, though people that bought in the past few years in Boise still are benefiting from a lot of a price appreciation and equity gains. So even if their homes are sitting on the market for longer, maybe it's more difficult for them to sell, they can still, in the current market, expect to sell for a lot more than they might have paid two years ago. Nicole Friedman, U.S. housing reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. 
OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And of course, chicken nuggets we know are a, a cultural touchstone to anyone under 40, really, who grew up eating them at home for lunch every day. So we know that, that younger people all love to pop nuggets. Joining us now is Jennifer Kingston, Chief Correspondent at Axios. Thanks for joining us, Jennifer. Great to be here. Well, everybody remembers the chicken sandwich wars of 2019. We could be in store for another one. I don't know how big this one could get, but a lot of places are starting to introduce a new round of chicken nuggets. And uh, a lot of this has to really do with trying to target the younger crowd, Gen Z crowd, and their love of these uh, quick little fast finger foods. So we're seeing KFC get into it. I mean, obviously KFC, a, a chicken juggernaut, but now they're rolling out these new chicken nuggets. Boston Market is going to try to do some of this stuff. And everybody else is kind of getting in the game too. So Jennifer, what are we seeing? I think we're looking at the summer of the nugget, Oscar. <laughs> KFC really started things off this year big time by testing new chicken nuggets in Charlotte, North Carolina. They are calling their launch a really big deal. They are aiming to bring out in force uh, replacing popcorn chicken potentially. And this is a year after Popeye's did a big rollout of nuggets. It's really setting up exactly what you said, a rematch of the chicken sandwich wars of 2019 that caused hysteria, uh, viral media hits everywhere with people rushing from store to store to try to find these things. And of course, chicken nuggets we know are a, a cultural touchstone to anyone under 40, really, who grew up eating them at home for lunch every day. So we know that, that younger people all love to pop nuggets. Totally. The dino nuggets. The dino nuggets were so huge. And part of this motivation for KFC right they want to attract the younger crowd but you know they want to introduce them to the KFC's original Colonel Sanders recipe which I'm just a fan of a lot of different foods but I do love KFC and that particular flavor that they have if they're going to put that in a chicken nugget man that already sounds super delicious to me but uh, you know and a lot of people one of the things that they really make of is that they say that the younger crowd just really isn't into eating chicken on the bone they've seen this in uh, whether it is surveys or, or whatnot they're not really into it. They want that finger food, that quick thing. It's probably less greasy, right, if it's not on the bone. But that's one of the biggest drivers of this. 
One thing I'm hearing is that the pandemic has uh, made us all really accustomed to snacking a lot throughout the day, grazing and finding things that we can just uh, pop into our mouths without having to resort to the inconvenience of knives and forks. Interestingly, this round of chicken nugget introductions, which has everyone from Boston Market saying that they have a roasted nugget, the alternative meat companies like Beyond Meat and Impossible are coming out with vegan uh, plant-based chicken nuggets and so forth. Flavor is the new key. People are seeking different twists on the the traditional diehard nugget. Spicy ones like uh, ghost pepper flavor are getting to be popular. Those are being introduced by Burger King, Wendy's. We're seeing a new flavor profile looking for ethnic flavors like Thai dipping sauce and other things. It's not necessarily the standard nugget that's that's the competition ground these days. Where does McDonald's feature into this? Because they're kind of the unofficial king of the chicken nugget, I would have to say. I mean, they've been doing it for so long. That barbecue sauce they use, that combo is just so good right there. What are they doing to yeah, change the Yeah, game? there's an interesting history behind that. People may not know that the nugget was created basically in the early 1960s by a poultry scientist at Cornell University who invented the chicken crispy by mixing chicken with salt and vinegar and putting it on a stick. McDonald's kind of <laughs> seized on this later on as part of their stealth campaign against KFC and introduced the iconic McNugget in 1981. Lately, their contribution has been to bring back spicy chicken McNuggets for a limited time. But remember back in 2018 when they introduced a Szechuan sauce, riots broke out when there were shortages. (laughs) So there's a lot of potential mania ahead. Definitely. I mean, they even wrote the Szechuan sauce into episodes of the cartoon Rick and Morty that was on Cartoon Network and all that. And that caused the fur, too. They thought they were going to bring it back. All sorts of stuff. You know, I mean, it just all sounds very delicious. I've had all the ones that are on the market right now. I think I pretty much have personally had. So I'm excited for the new ones coming on board. And it just makes good sense to bet on chicken right now. The business continues to grow. Uh, I think it's growing at nearly 5% a year, the chicken market. And it's coming at a weird time, too, because chicken is so much more expensive right now because of inflation, but it's still a good bet for a lot of these places. Yeah, yeah. Despite the price uh, fluctuations and increases, there's just so much demand for chicken for health reasons, people uh, trying to eat less red meat and so forth. Look ahead for creative ways to use the nuggets. You know, McDonald's for a while was selling them underneath its cheeseburgers and a sandwich. People are looking at them as pizza toppings in place of French fries under poutine. I think it'll be a cool time for nuggets in general. Jennifer Kingston, Chief Correspondent at Axios. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Oscar. That's it for today. Join us on social media, at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio, or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This episode of The Daily Dive is produced by Victor Wright and engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was your Daily Dive. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.